All right. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Complete Sports Media's podcast. I'm your host, Darren Campbell. And you know who's joining us on a Monday, as always, Jason Cameron. We're going to break down uh, some NFL football. The teams are set for Super Bowl 57. It's going to be a great matchup. Uh, Number one against number one, both sides. Wow, you couldn't have asked for something better if you were... uh, Part of the NFL uh, league, uh, man, they, they got the best matchup possible, I think. And um, yeah, there's a few things to talk about. Uh, we, we had a one week off of the UFC. Uh, we're heading into a um, the UFC Korea that uh, got moved from Korea. It's in Vegas now. And a little bit of NBA talk. Uh, should be a quick one tonight. So um, yeah, sit down, grab yourself a drink, grab yourself a bite to eat. And sit down and enjoy. Uh, hey, Jason, um, how was your weekend? How uh, how did you enjoy the last few days? We had some good weather. No, I know. The weather was good. Um, Friday was excellent for me. Uh, went to uh, went to a concert, Jizza from the Wu-Tang Clan. It was over at Hollywood Theater down in Kitsilano. Yeah, just awesome. up, up the street from me here. That's awesome. Yeah, awesome. Awesome venue. First time I've ever been there. That's great. Uh, the concert was fantastic. It was great, fun. Um, it was it was just a it was a trip just going down memory lane. So that was cool. That was right. that was fantastic. Uh, unfortunately, Saturday was was a little bit rough for me. I don't know if it was like a twenty four hour flu or like I I got I ate something kind of off putting, but did not have a great Saturday at oh, all. Oh, Unfortunately, I was in bed and I was kind of, I was done. I was yeah. super done. I didn't know, actually, to be honest with you, I was a little bit worried. So I'm like, oh, I might have to miss some days of work if it, if it continues the way it was going. Hmm. So, but, but luckily I managed to break out of it. I think mid, mid, midway, uh, mid afternoon Sunday. So. Okay. Wow. Well, that's good. Uh, it, it didn't have anything to do with drinking uh, a massive amount <laughs> that night, or what? No, no, no. Actually, to be honest with you, I, I really kept it in check. I really oh. kept it in check uh, that night. Um, I, I have a feeling it might have been like a burger that I ate real quick before I left. Okay. But it's it, that's just only a guess. I don't know, man. But it was it. The onset was very sudden. That's what I can tell you. Wow. Uh, I thought you learned your lesson. Uh, you told me the great story. I think you told our listeners, too, about heading down for a date one night and uh-huh. grabbing a quick burger on the way and I ended up getting food poisoning, having to leave the date before it even began. Um, I thought you learned your lesson from that one. I don't learn anything. I don't learn anything from anything I ever do. <laughs> I, I, I'm a repeat offender. I don't learn from my past mistakes. I do not learn from this. Oh, oh damn. <laughs> Shit. That's not good. That's uh, uh, hilarious, but not good. Uh, <laughs> well, I felt uh, pretty good all weekend. Uh, I'm getting I'm getting burnt out, though. This show's been going, I think, 10 months. And uh, it's pretty unusual to be um, going this long, um, you know, 60 hours a week for, you know, 10 months. It's been too much. Um, I could tell my whole crew was super burnt out today. They worked all weekend. Uh, they had a really crazy late shift last night. So, uh, quick turnaround, probably not a lot of sleep for everybody. And, uh, I was super happy. I never worked, but, uh, yeah, I could tell everybody seemed to be 
Um, yeah, just dragging their butt a little bit today after having to work, uh, you know, seven days straight. And then, you know, now another five days straight after that, it's, uh, gotta be rough. Well, yeah, of course it's rough because now you've just added on another 24 hours of work. That is now close to 90 hours of work for the week. And then all you have to look forward to is another 60 hours of work. Right. That, that's what you have to look forward to. Yeah. Um, and also, too, with the mere fact that they ended so late last night and then their turnaround is, yeah, you guys start at seven. Good luck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's the one brutal part of a film that's just so tough, um, especially a lot of uh, shooting crew and the PAs and stuff. I, I don't know how they do it. Uh, the PAs yeah. are in there for 15 hours a day automatic. That's you know what what their shifts are the some some shooting crews working you know 16 hours a day and more and uh you know a lot of the teamsters too and they have to move we've been seeing a lot of moves lately and and these guys are putting in just crazy like 90 100 120 hours a week and it's just yeah it's it's tough when when you got those roles oh no it's it's super tough like it's hard to manage like well you don't actually have a work-life balance all you have a balance of is work and trying to get enough sleep. Yeah. That's your point. Yeah. Uh, everybody at the beginning of this month decided that they would, uh, no, maybe not the beginning of the month, sort of mid-month. Uh, they decided they would go on this health kick and everybody weighed themselves and everybody said they were going to um, work out, eat better. Everyone was going to try to lose weight. Uh, they had chosen one of the girls to be an independent um, judge and try to uh, see who got in the best shape from the shape they were in to start the month, uh, go to the middle of uh, February. And um, so everyone uh, put their names up on the board. You had to put 20 to 25 bucks in if you want to be in. Um, I think maybe around eight. Eight, eight guys or so are in it. A lot of people are still on the crew that didn't go into the competition, but still decided to go and try to get this health kick going. I, I did the same. Uh, I've actually dropped 15 pounds in two weeks. So pretty, oh, wow. uh, pretty crazy. Uh, I just totally decided um, do do this intermittent fasting and uh, it's been working wonders. Um, there's been about three guys that have lost between 10 and 15 pounds. And, and, uh, it's, it was kind of crazy for me to think about going into the competition. Cause they did this a couple of years ago and there was, uh, you know, you, our friend Grayson, he mm-hmm. barely ate for like the month. He, I think he ate like, uh, three hours a day or something like that. And he, he just worked out six times a day and uh, just went totally nuts with it. So he didn't want, he wanted to win no matter what. So I'm like, I, I'm not interested in doing it that crazy, but, but I just, um, yeah, I've, I've been pretty shocked and amazed and it's been fun to see everybody working hard at it. Uh, but yeah, I, I've been quite surprised with how many people have been dropping weight at uh, me included. No, oh, that's good. That's good. That's, that's great that they're, you know, a healthy competition is always good, and especially if it's towards something good for yourself. Yeah. And and then everybody can benefit from it because everybody can also benefit just from being healthier and carrying yeah. less weight. You know, so that's good. I'm, I I hope you continue that on and just continue doing that. And uh, yeah, intermittent fasting works. 
Yeah. Well, you've you've always been uh, in great shape, and um, you know you you've been uh, very dedicated to going to the gym. I have a hard time finding time for the gym with my schedule and and uh, you know the way our work schedule is. But I thought um, this would be good. Uh, we're we're finishing a couple weeks, so I thought this be good to drop some pounds, uh, get myself to a baseline, and then I'll be able to go. Uh, you know, once we're laid off here. I'll be able to go to the gym every day and really get a good workout routine going and, you know, get back in, in really good shape. So, um, yeah, just uh, watching what I'm eating, uh, doing a little bit of workouts, but, uh, you know, nothing compared to what I really want to do when I'm off work. But, um, yeah, it's good. I think everybody's uh, uh, kind of happy. I can tell some people are getting hangry at, at, at times, and, and uh, especially, you know, now – uh, everybody worked over the weekend. Uh, I, I think it's going to get a little bit testy over the next few days, uh, a week or two. But, uh, you know, that's that's part of it, I think. Yeah, no, that that is definitely always part of it. I All they got to do is they like, have the mindset of I just got to make it a Friday. Just yeah. got to make it a Friday. Yeah. Unfortunately, you're only on Tuesday. But yes, just got to make it a Friday. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, on the weekend, I uh, had a great weekend again. Uh, went to the keg for dinner on Friday. Comedy night again on Saturday. Uh, we have gone to the same comedy venue maybe a dozen times, and it's never been even close to sell, sold out. Uh, we walked in there on Saturday night and just could not believe the crowd. Not one empty seat in the whole entire place. Like I think it's capacity about 300 or something. And um, I was like, oh, wow, what the, what's going on? I guess... Um, this comedian, uh, his name is Eddie Ift, uh, former um, regular guest on Joe Rogan's podcast, uh, has his own podcast, has been doing a ton of comedy over the years and uh, had quite the following. Uh, seemed like everybody was there to see him and uh, he didn't disappoint. He was hilarious and, and we had a blast. Oh, nice. Nice. That that, uh, that sounds awesome, uh, especially like when, you know, you have somebody come in that you're familiar with. And then they deliver. They deliver yeah. on the comedy, which is always good. That was great. And got a chance to see my dad again. Uh, he just returned from Mexico. They were away for a couple of weeks. And uh, so it was nice that um, he returned, had a great trip, and got a chance to see him. So it was fun. Um, so other things that happened on the weekend were the rivalry week finished off. That was great. A lot of awesome games. And I can't wait to talk to you about some of that. Uh, Novak Djokovic. Won the Australian Open for the tenth time. Uh, our our friend Renata uh, put a post out there uh, showing her um, celebration, uh, congratulating Novak. Twenty uh, second Grand Slam title to uh, tie Rafael Nadal. And um, no UFC this week. Uh, they had a week off, but uh, we've got one to talk about coming up. Uh, but the biggest news today was the Vancouver Canucks captain, Bo Horvat, has been traded. Uh, wide speculation this whole entire year because he was on an expiring contract, wasn't able to come to uh, the numbers uh, between his agent, himself, and the Canucks organization. So they finally cut him loose. Uh, Nine-year uh, nine veteran drafted by the Canucks, played his entire year for the Canucks, entire career for the Canucks and uh the Canucks decided to today to pull the trigger traded him to the New York Islanders for two young guys um and a draft pick a first round draft pick 
Uh, but man, has it uh, ever been huge news today around the city here? Uh, that's that's yeah, because he's been a staple of the Canucks for quite some time, and now 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 you got one of the staple guys gone because he couldn't come to contractual terms. Ah, uh, you could probably argue too right now with the direction that the organization is going, which is well, no clear direction. He might be better off. Yeah, he might be better off. Yeah. And then also with the fact that uh, Bruce Boudreau was gone. He is now gone. Uh, we have, I don't know who that coach is that's in there, but apparently he was talked about becoming in while Bruce Boudreau was still working. Yeah. Still, like super toxic, super toxic. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, I, I think uh, they're officially in tank mode, uh, which a lot of people really wanted because they've got this young kid out of North Vancouver, Connor Bedard, who lit up the world juniors, who has been, you know, highly touted prospect for a long time. Uh, the clear consensus number one draft pick uh, Canucks um, really would love to have him. I think he's a guy that could turn this franchise around and you could build the core around him and uh, have a lot of success. Uh, they have to lose a hell of a lot of games in the second half to finish near the bottom to have the best chance. But this really helps. Bull Horvat was their best player by far this year. Uh, played the most minutes, played you know in every situation, uh, really was the team leader. A lot of guys are going to have to step into roles that they're not used to, play a lot more minutes. Uh, I think there's more trades to be made. We're still a little over a month away from the trade deadline, so I think the Canucks will still try to get rid of their top guys, try to tank as much as they can. Uh, unfortunately, Columbus and Chicago are horrible, horrible, horrible this year. And really, really, really down near the bottom of the standings. And um, Canucks will have a hard time getting down there. But even if they can get into the top maybe three to five draft picks, uh, they, they have a good shot. They got a first rounder from the Islanders too, bolstering their chances at um, getting some decent young prospects. Uh, the kid that they got from the Islanders, his name is Atu Ratti. He's a Finnish forward. Uh, got to see the Islanders play earlier this year, and uh, he scored a goal for them. He looked quite great. And um, the other guy they got, Nathan Bavillier, I've liked him for a long time. He's with the, been with the Islanders seven years. He's only 25, and uh, I think he has an opportunity to come in a little more ice time, probably with the Canucks. Um, I think they have a chance. I didn't really love the haul. I think they should have got a defenseman. I think they should have got a little bit more for their best player on the team, and sort of the most sought-after free agent. But, um, you know, it is what it is, and uh, we'll see going forward what uh, what they shake out. But you're right, it's been a toxic, toxic environment. Uh, probably Bill Horvat's in a better place. He was really quite emotional, though. He said he wanted to be a Canuck for his entire life, but uh, the money just uh, that he wanted just didn't work for the Canucks, I guess, and, and that was it. Yeah, and let, let's, let's be honest. Okay, so if they want to tank... So I guess they're going to even tank on the trades too. Just got to make sure it's like, oh, we know we could get more of a bow. We know this. But we want to try to get to that bottom. So we'll take less. We'll take less for everybody. Yeah, It's a fire sale. Whatever you want to give us. There used yeah. to be great trades where it was like, oh, we'll give you a bag of pucks for your best guy. And uh, teams would say, okay, here, yeah. Just make sure there's a full bag of pucks, you know. And that yeah, it, was, uh, it was amazing, but uh, the NHL finally had to step in and say, like, hey, 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 come on. Like, you know, we can't make this 
It can't be this ridiculous. It has to be at least a little bit fair. Come on, what the hell? And so there's rules now, luckily. But it used to be yeah, uh, somebody to be named later and a bag of pucks. Oh, okay, sounds great. Yeah, but uh, yeah, no, luckily, yeah, you have to name the guys now and uh, has to be, you know, prospects for a guy or, you know, yeah. something across the board. Plus, they have the salary cap now, so you got to make numbers work, too. Yeah, I know. You have to make the numbers work. And, uh, yeah, you know what? I'm, I'm interested to see just how much can the Canucks tank. Can they get in that top five? You know, I I, I firmly believe they can do it. Yeah. I, think, I really think they can. Yeah. I think they got the talent to do it. I think it's time, finally, to rebuild. Uh, there's been too many guys in place that have retooled and tried to, you know – Figure this out on the fly, but uh, it's not going to work. You got to just break it all the way down. Have some young guys make a core, and then build it up. And uh, let, let's let's hope in let's hope in, you know four or five years we can see a Stanley Cup winner here. Finally, it's been tough to be a Canucks fan. Uh, never ever drinking out of the Stanley Cup uh, in the history of the the team. It's been hard to be a fan. Yeah, you know it's it's been tough. It's tough. Not it's not as tough. Well, yeah, it's just been tough. It's been tough, and hopefully at some point in time, I think five years is being like, you know, you, you, it's being hopeful, to yeah. be honest. Sure. Probably a decade, maybe 15 years from now. But, yes, hopefully there, <laughs> Hopefully, we just see general improvements. With the team. That, yeah. That's it. That's hope. That's hope. Okay, well, let's get into the conference championships that happened this weekend. Uh, we've seen the two best teams emerge. Uh, in the first game, the Eagles – were able to uh, really show an amazing, amazing defense that was able to knock out Brock Purdy, knock out Josh Johnson, uh, really, really uh, show their superiority. Uh, Hassan Reddick was playing like a man possessed early on and uh, was able to brush aside the Niners, who were on a heater 12-game winning streak, uh, looking unstoppable. And, uh, you know, this this young uh, Mr. Irrelevant came in and he, uh, you know, just became a, a side note and wasn't able to play. Uh, we hear today that he has a UCL tear and uh, has to undergo surgery. Will be out at least six months. And uh, that was, uh, yeah, pretty brutal, pretty tough for him. Uh, pretty tough to uh, end this, an amazing Cinderella run that uh, that he was on and that this team was on. But um, Eagles have been phenomenal this year on offense, but just as amazing on defense. And that defense just really, really stepped up and got a big win. 31-7 wasn't even close. That was it wasn't close. And part of the reason why it wasn't close because they knocked out their third-string quarterback of the 49ers. It's really weird to say that. It's like, so they knock out the third stringer, and so this dude comes out who's the fourth stringer. I'm sure Shanahan's just like, yeah, this is not looking good anymore. <laughs> like, That's got to be like, tough. I'm, I'm a wizard, but there's only so much wizardry that I can pull off now. Come on. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, fourth yeah. stringer. And even they even knocked out the fourth stringer fourth with the percussion. So, uh, yeah, yeah back, back to the third stringer who doesn't even have an elbow attached anymore. Uh, no. Yeah, you're not you're not going to be winning uh, a, a conference championship with you know no quarterback. They they even used Christian McCaffrey in there for yes. a few snaps. Uh, it was 
it was tough. Uh, poor Shanahan after all the magic that he worked this year. But um, yeah, the, the Eagles just decided, okay, we're going to rush this young guy. We're going to get the ball out of his hands. And uh, they, they, they did it. It was masterful performance. Yeah. Masterful performance. Yeah. Uh, because Purdy only, he, he did, did, did look, his numbers did look good until he got knocked out four for four, 23 yards. And then that was all she wrote for him. Um, but I did mention that it would be, it would be, it would be pertinent for the 49ers to be able to stop that, that run, the running offense of the Eagles. No. No. They did not do that. No, they scored four touchdowns four. rushing. Yeah. Four rushing touchdowns. Yeah. Hertz had one touchdown. Sanders had two touchdowns and Scott had one touchdown. Now, can't stop them uh, rushing the ball, then you're not going to win against the Eagles. Sorry. Yeah, that uh, that broken NFL record, uh, most rushing touchdowns in a season, uh, a regular season and postseason combined. That was their 39th touchdown in wow. uh, in the in the season. They built beat an old uh, an old Philadelphia team from like way back in the 20s. Uh, that had 38. Um, I, I got the I got the name here, but uh, I can't see it off the right away. But um, and the Washington Redskins in the 60s had 37 touchdowns and, uh, on in the per, uh, regular season and the postseason combined. But uh, this rushing attack has been so amazing. Uh, four guys that can you know really light it up, and and that that's just really helping a guy like Hertz who, you know, has his weapons, but you just never know what you're going to get. You're either going to get a run pass. It, it can be just coming at you any anytime, anyway. And and a lot of teams that didn't have a rushing attack like that this year just fell by the wayside. The Eagles just continue to stay at the top of the, of the league with this rushing attack. Yeah, yeah, they stay at the top of the league, and it's just it's so uh, diversified of a rushing attack because you have – three running backs that can do the job with their different running styles. And you have Jalen Hurts that can take off anytime he wants to, if he doesn't want to pass it off, if he sees that it's more, it's, it's a better run if I take it this time around. Right. So yeah. it, it, it's a tricky offense to, to, to play against if you're a defense and uh, the Eagles played it to a T against the 49ers. Yeah. Yeah. The Eagles um, had the most possession and in, uh, in football this year, San Francisco had, second most possession numbers um but the eagles um just utilized that rushing attack and just uh, broke down the 49ers rush defense was great this year but uh eagles you know running attack is just second to none um this team was called the uh frankfurt yellow jackets in 1924 which is uh a team in philadelphia before the eagles were even thought of uh, they had the old record, 38 touchdowns. The Green Bay Packers uh, from 60, 1962 had 37. So uh, Eagles, um, yeah, that, that rushing attack was just was the, the catalyst and the biggest difference. But as I mentioned off the top, that defense is so stout, so incredible. Uh, I, I think Kansas City's in big trouble because Mahomes still banged up, even though they got a couple weeks here. I don't think that high ankle sprain is going to be 100%. Uh, they're going to send those guys a game after Mahomes, and uh, it's going to cause a lot of problems for the Chiefs. Yeah, they're they're, they're gonna they're gonna have to figure out a ways to get the, the ball out of Mahomes' hands quickly against that uh, rushing attack, rushing defense. 
blitzing defense from of the Eagles. So I, I'm sure they'll figure out something because even with his high ankle sprain, I'll, I'll say this about Mahomes against the Bengals, he moved well. Yeah, I, I he moved better than what I thought he. Would. Yeah. He moved way better than what I thought he. Would. Yeah, well, you saw him hobbling and limping, but um, the the play that really seemed to uh, really signify that he was able to, you know, have mobility was the one of the last plays of the game, the last play before they kicked the winning field goal. He uh, took off, he got flushed out of the pocket, took off down the sideline, got the first down, and then just as he was out of bounds, boom, uh, Osai shoves him out, 15-yard penalty, Gave them the the yardage they needed to kick the winning winning field goal. Uh, Asai looked like uh, you know he had lost his dog, his grandma, and his uh, <laughs> meal money that week. Uh, that was pretty rough. Uh, obviously, you know there were so many plays in the game that didn't that didn't kill them, but that was really a pivotal moment. And I was really quite shocked that Mahomes could uh, run that fast and and get himself a first down on that play. Yeah, I, I think he did that on willpower and guts. I'm going to be honest. I'm I'm pretty sure it was hurting as he was running, but he he, he gutted it out. He got the first down. But Asai's got to be smarter than that. Dude is clearly out of bounds. Clearly out of bounds and gives him an extra push. And on top of that, I don't know if you saw the rest of the play or saw the finality of that play. Mm. Asai actually hyperextended his left leg. Yeah. Like he got caught in the turf, hyperextends it. Looks like he hurts himself. And he caused a, bo- a boneheaded play on top of that. So I'm like, yeah. yeah, no, see, that's what you get doing dumb stuff on the field. Now you get yourself. Yeah, yeah. I, I heard he had to undergo an MRI today. Haven't heard any results of that. But, um, yeah, that was tough. Uh, there was a play uh, the week before where um, the receiver uh, had run up and then got pushed back, and then got pushed out of bounds. Um, they called him inbounds, and the clock kept running. And I think Osai thought about that because he said that he was hoping to push him backwards a little bit and then have that clock running because they were down to eight seconds left. If that clock kept running, they wouldn't have been able to take that snap. They wouldn't have had a chance to kick the field goal. Uh, but uh, it was still a boneheaded play. Something that we uh, he'll regret the rest of his life, and a lot of fans will never forget that because uh, they weren't going to go for a 60-yarder. You knew that. No. No. Uh, you know, So they had eight seconds. They had one chance at one play. You don't know what, what's going to shake out of it, but immediately they're on the 45-yard or 45-yard field goal. They think, okay, this is doable. Butker comes in and, and kicks the winning, winning points. So uh, tough, tough for a guy. Who, who played awesome, had a great rookie year. He was he was uh, really uh, giving Mahomes lots of fits earlier in the game. But, um, yeah, that was a play that he I know he wishes he could have back. No, no, that's, that's well, certainly a play that he knows he wishes he could have back. But you know what? It's a learning experience. He'll, he'll learn, he'll grow from that mistake, and uh, hopefully won't make future mistakes like that. Yeah. You know, because, uh, yeah, that can cost you everything, like a Super Bowl. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, well, so that's the uh, second appearance for the Eagles since 2018. They won the Super Bowl in 2018 with Nick Foles uh, taking over for Carson Wentz. Uh, Now we've got Jalen Hurts, uh, this juggernaut who have been the best team in football all year long. 
Uh, Jalen Hurts left uh, for a couple games uh, with his shoulder uh, sprain and separation. Uh, they lost a couple games, but um, Hurts under center, this team has been uh, virtually unstoppable and have had an absolutely amazing year. Uh, they do go into Sunday's game uh, with a slight, uh, slight uh, pick as the uh, as, you know the Vegas odds um difference but uh we'll see um kansas city has appeared in the super bowl three of the last four years and um let's uh let's break down kansas city's win a lot uh tighter than uh it looked like early on because um joe burrow and the Bengals weren't doing much in that first half at all seemed like kansas city was really dominating they were finally breaking through that offensive line that was much maligned last year that allowed Burrow to get sacked 10 times in the Super Bowl. Uh, they got to him quite a bit early on and looked like, wow, uh, Bengals are going to get smoked here. Uh, it turned into a, a tight game near the end. Uh, what did, uh, yeah, what did you think of this game? Uh, it was um, entertaining uh, right, to, right to the very end. Yeah, uh, definitely an entertaining game. It was a close game. Um, but you know what? Even with the bum leg, Mahomes finds a way. Yeah. Mahomes finds a way. And I, I was just impressed with the fact that he managed to figure it out, you know, like, and on top of that, uh, he had 326 yards and two touchdowns. And one thing that he didn't do, which Burrow did do, is he didn't turn over the ball. Yeah, they don't turn over the ball. And just Burrow just the one fumble, fumble, just the one fumble late. Uh, one one fumble. Yeah, he didn't. It didn't throw any picks, but no picks. He, he only had the one turnover with the fumble. Yeah. Yeah. So he had the one turnover with the fumble. I forgot about that. Thank you so much. But uh, he didn't throw any picks, and then Burrow did. Yeah. And I, and I thought that was that was rather that was rather telling, in the game. Yeah, the the pick that Burrow threw, that got tipped late. That was tough. That was um, a real big killer, and it really. Changed the game for sure. That was massive. Mahomes is is breaking records every year, setting records. Uh, here's a couple more that um, he was able to put together. Uh, he's the youngest. Uh, let me see here. Okay. Uh, youngest all time. All right. There's a whole bunch here. Okay. Uh, he's won 26 of his last 27 game, 28 games against everybody but the Bengals. Finally was able to beat Burrow. They were 0-3 against them over the last 13 months. Finally was able to do that. Uh, second quarterback all-time to start five conference championship games at home. Brady's number one with seven. Uh, he has now 3,902 yards and 30 touchdowns. The most all-time for a quarterback under the age of 30. Uh he also, uh, what else? He set another record. Um, the youngest quarterback to 10 playoff wins in the history of the NFL. 27 years, 134 days. Uh, TB12, uh, Tom Brady did it 28 years, 157 days. So a year later. Uh, Big Ben was 28 years, 327 days. And Troy Aikman... 29 years, 68 days. Uh, he moved into second place all time behind Tom Brady with um, his 
uh, 15 touchdowns in championship games. Uh, that's in only five games. Uh, Tom Brady has 21 in 14 games. Uh, Joe Montana had 13 in seven games, and Bart Starr had 11 touchdowns in six games. So in five games, 15 touchdowns, chasing down Brady for these records. Uh, on and on and on and on. Uh, just amazing this guy's come in, and um, they've only got the one Super Bowl championship, so it'll be tough if he doesn't win this one. There'll be a bit of a blemish on this record, but in his five seasons in Kansas City, man, this team has just done almost everything that you would have asked for. And uh, this is all on, on his arm and and what they've put around him. But uh, absolutely incredible career so far. Absolutely incredible career. And I guess, you know what, if, if you really want to dive into the numbers a little bit more, if he ever wants to catch that other dude, you know, Tom Brady, he wants to do that, he has to win this one. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. He, he actually literally, at this point in time in his career, has to win this Super Bowl. Yeah. Or else it might kind of be out of – it might be out of – out of You know yeah. what I mean? So, yeah. yeah. This has been called the Kelsey Bowl because we've got Jason Kelsey and Travis Kelsey on both sides of the ball. That'll be fun. Fun for the brothers. Fun for the family. They'll have to get those jerseys that uh, half Eagles, half Chiefs, and and uh, yeah, watch watch what they uh, do. Uh, it's pretty amazing that um, one Kelsey's probably one of the best linemen in the league. The other is one of the best tight ends in the history of the game. Uh, pretty incredible that these two guys will get an opportunity to go head to head and uh, get bragging rights. Yeah, yeah, no, it's 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 fantastic. I, I wonder. Where their parents lie. I was like, <laughs> I wonder if the old man's like, oh, you know, I've always liked Jason best. So I'm going to be wearing an Eagles <laughs> jersey, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which exactly. is always fun. It's always fun. Also, too, I want to bring this up because this is a first. This is a first for the Super Bowl. First time two starting black quarterbacks are meeting each other in a Super Bowl. Wow. When I, when I first heard that, I was like, I was amazed because I was wow. like, that is that really the first time that's ever happened? Wow. Okay. Huh. That that's a shocker. I I would have thought that that would have been, that would have happened long long ago. Yeah. So so did I. So uh-huh. did I. But apparently this is the first time ever. Jesus Christ. Well, that's historic and awesome. Yeah. That's really good news. Cool. Yeah. I'm glad you found that little nugget. That's sweet. Yeah. Good old Instagram. Always got this stuff. Awesome. Good old Instagram. Great. 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 Uh, Andy Reid gets to face his former team. For the first time in the Super Bowl, uh, he was with Philly from 1999 all the way to 2012, uh, 130 wins. Uh, there uh, was able to win the NFC East on many, many, many occasions. Uh, went to the conference championships a, a, a lot, but uh, since he's moved over to the Chiefs, much more success. And uh, year after year, they're there knocking on the door. Uh, I wonder what it'll be like for him. I uh, haven't spent so much time in Philly facing facing that that organization. Uh, now he's been with the Chiefs for a long time now since 2013. But um, yeah, it's kind of kind of wild to to see a guy who's so instrumental with two organizations uh, getting an opportunity to go head to head. 
Yeah, and and a guy that's just had so much like success in both organizations as well. Uh, just has that uh, legacy of success that he's now cultivated in both places. But uh, yeah, I, I'm sure he's going to have a superior game plan, uh, just as the other Philly coach is going to have a great game plan for them. I think we're 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 in for a great game. Really, yeah. I think we're in for a fantastic Super Bowl. Very much looking forward to it. I think this could be the best Super Bowl ever played. Uh, these two teams are both super exciting. They're both dynamic on offense and defense. I think, uh, yeah, th- there's just uh, so much to look forward to. Two weeks to break this down. And uh, I think, uh, you know, they'll be as healthy as they could be. And uh, we're going to see the best of the best. Uh, it's nice to see the top team in the AFC against the top team in the NFC. Both uh, number one seeds had that by was able to get their two victories and and uh, get to face each other. And, uh, you know, what more could you want when it's the best against the best? That's what I think sports is, is really all about. And, uh, you know, a Cinderella team might be fun, but to get to see the best of the best and really have those bragging rights at the end of it, um, I, I'm just thrilled. No, no, I, I'm, I'm definitely thrilled. I'm right with you there. And on top of that, you have literally your two MVP candidates of the league going head to head. Yeah. Going head to head, literally. I I don't know if this is going to decide who gets the MVP, but wouldn't that be great if it does? Yeah. When it no. takes it off. Yeah, no, they uh, <laughs> no, they base it they, they base it on the regular season. So yeah, not nothing to do with the playoffs. They're they're actually gonna have it. Uh they're gonna have the awards night in Arizona. I think it's uh next Saturday night, I believe it is. Uh, yeah. So yeah, those the, those awards will be presented. Uh, they are having the uh, All Star festivities. They're having a flag football game, and they're going to have the skills competition. I'm actually looking forward to the skills competition. I, I yeah. don't think I'll watch the flag football game, but uh, yeah, I, I always love seeing the awards <laughs> night too. Seeing them all dressing their their best and uh, bringing their wives and their families and. And uh, yeah, getting the all the honors that happen there. Um, I'm really looking forward to seeing it uh, on the weekend. Yeah, I know that, that it's going to be great. It's going to be great. Um, yeah, it, it's 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 good that they're kind of doing away with like the the farce of a game, and I guess they're making it even to it's flag football. So yeah. you know, which is what it was anyways. It's been like that for I don't know, like seven years now, if not yeah. longer. So, yeah. I, you know what? And now when I think about it, maybe they should just do away with the game altogether. Just have yeah, yeah. I, I think so. Yeah, I, I think once we see the flag, we'll be like, what the hell? We don't want to even watch this. Forget that. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so what do you think about the uh, halftime show? We're going to see Rihanna. Uh, we haven't seen her perform live in four or five years. It's been she hasn't put out an album in a while. I guess uh, decided, uh, uh, yeah, it might be the time to finally get back in the spotlight and uh, get up on on the big stage. Uh, what do you think uh, we're gonna see? Are you looking forward to the halftime show? I I I, I expect it to be good. I, I expect it to be like you know, like entertaining at least. Um, ah, maybe she's actually doing this to, to gear up for a new album that she's even currently working on. Who knows? But uh, I expect it to be good. I don't know if it's going to be as good as last year's halftime show with Dre and Snoop and, and like I I don't know if it's going to be that good. That was good. That was great. Yeah, it sure yeah. was. Yeah. 
love Arizona. Love going to games there. Uh, Super Bowl has been held there many times, and uh, uh, they're they're an awesome. Uh, always always throw a huge, great uh, Super Bowl party. So glad it's there again, and uh, it's gonna be fun. Yeah, can't wait. Uh, we got a you know we got a, almost two weeks to wait. Uh, what do you think of that one week off? Uh, do you think it's smart to have that one week off? I think it is. I think it's great for like the players. I think they need it more than anything else. Uh, like just to just just to recover somewhat and to get ready for the biggest game of like their careers, NFL careers. So I I think it's necessary. Okay. I think it's necessary that they do that. And then also too, it builds up the hype. It builds up the excitement. And everybody's like, oh my god, okay, here's the Super Bowl. Here we go. Where's all my money? Bet all, bet it all, bet it all on this team. You know, like it, it's fun. It gets, and it also too. On top of that, the Super Bowl gets people together, friends, right. family. People come together to watch a game and in the comfort of their home or out and about. So it, it, it's 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 uh it's an event. Yeah, it sure is. Yeah, yeah. Let's hope uh, it's it's the most widely watched Super Bowl in history. Uh, you know, you, you can't ask for two better teams to be in there. Uh, obviously, not the most massive markets. You know, I think a lot of people. Uh, that are part of the NFL want a New York team against an LA team type of thing, but um, yeah, this is uh, this would be great if you're if you're a football fan. I would definitely tune in. If you're not a football fan, you should still tune in. It's always fun to watch the commercials. Part be part of it. Super Bowl parties all over the place, and uh, it's going to be a blast. Um, yeah, and we'll have an opportunity to really preview it. Uh, early prediction? Do you, do you have an early prediction quite yet? Oh man, it, you know what? I it, it's going to be a super close game. Like, like I I personally think this is a toss up. This is a coin flip on who could win this game. Uh I'll go with the Eagles. I'll go with the Eagles. I'll go with the Eagles by three because that's about as much as anybody's. Yeah. I I've, I've got the same. Uh, I had to pick a team uh, for a pool um, maybe about a month ago, and I picked the Eagles still in the running. There's another guy that's got the Eagles, uh, and, uh, yeah, we're, we're down to the nitty-gritty. Uh, one one person's got the Chiefs, and everybody else has fallen off the wayside. So, um, yeah, I'm hoping the Eagles can pull it off. I've been an Eagles fan really since I was a kid. Got some family in uh, just outside of Philly. Uh, they were always massive Eagles fans. Got a lot of Eagles gear given to me for birthday presents, for Christmas, that kind of thing. So always really uh, liked the Eagles and cheered for them. One of my NFC teams. So love to see it. Uh, my uncle, probably one of the best moments of his life was 2018 when the Eagles were finally able to get that Super Bowl victory. Uh, my cousins got an opportunity to go travel and, and uh, meet up with him and watch the game. And uh, just heard nothing but uh, absolute joy. They all felt uh, got some uh, Eagles fans locally here. They get together at the Regal Beagle, just a few blocks from me. Uh, Trevor Jones, who I did a, a podcast with a month or so ago. He's a big Eagles fan. He actually sent me a picture of him with a some kind of Super Bowl replica ring. <laughs> and I said, okay, well, let's hope to start filling up all your uh, fingers with rings. And he was a very happy boy over the weekend. And, um, yeah, I, I think they've been the best team. Kansas City's had a couple up and downs through the year. You know, obviously we're dominant, but 
Um, I think the Eagles are the best team, and I think they're going to win by a field goal. I, I hope it goes into overtime. We could finally see the overtime rules that were changed last year from the Bengals Chiefs game, and uh, we'll we can see uh, you know how how they play out. Um, but um, yeah, I'm hoping just for a fantastic game that we remember forever. Yeah, yeah, and I, and what I hope to see. Uh, I'm just going to throw this Jersey guy, this 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 player, former player for the Eagles. Hopefully, I see you wearing your Bicycahema jersey, you know, on the on, on Super Bowl day because that nice. would be fantastic. That'd be uh, great. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> that's definitely pulling out a name from the past. Holy cow, that's yeah. awesome! Nice, <laughs> good job. I love it. Uh, that's good. Okay, well, um, there was a few uh, announcements today. The Chargers have hired. Kellen Moore, the former offensive coordinator for the Cowboys, uh, they decided uh, that he was their man. Uh, 24 hours was all that uh, went from when he got released by the Cowboys and when he got picked up by the Chargers. Uh, I think it's a great move. Hopefully uh, he can figure out the, the, the issues and the problems that the Chargers had, especially not being able to close out the Jags when they had a 27 to nothing lead. Uh, but um, yeah, a, a really great move that they were able to jump on him and he was able to sign up with them that quick. Uh, he'll be able to talk to Herbert, get in there. Uh, even though Herbert has to undergo some surgery on his non-throwing shoulder, I'm sure they'll be able to break things down real quick and uh, get on the same page. Well, I hope so. I, I hope they can get on the same page. I think more importantly, He's got to get on the same page with Brandon Staley, which it might be hard, might be, might be tough. Um, so I just hope that he lasts more than a year and Brandon Staley doesn't manage to get another offensive coordinator fired. Again. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Eh? Yeah. yeah, hopefully uh, they can convince uh, Staley to just keep his hands off and uh, just run the the remote, you know, the top things don't have anything to do with play calling on both sides of the ball, and and maybe we, uh, yeah, we'll be able to get some success uh, with the Chargers. Uh, Mike McCarthy now taking over the play calling duties with Dallas. Um, I think this is a huge mistake. I think uh, it's going to lead to him getting fired by the. Maybe he might not even last the year. Uh, him doing this, it's going to be interesting. Uh, you know what? Let, let let's see let's see what happens. Now now if that comes out and he just starts throwing pick after pick after pick, yeah, he's not. Yeah, unfortunately, Mike's not going to last too much longer. You know what I mean? So, I'm 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 going to reserve judgment till I see it happen on the field. Okay. Uh, the NFL reported today that they will increase the salary cap sixteen million dollars uh, heading into next year. It will be $224.8 million now. Um, awesome to see. So great uh, that they were able to increase it that much. Uh, I was quite shocked and surprised that they were able to, um, yeah, have that much revenue flowing in that each team has $16 million more. That's awesome. No, that's great. It's great for the players. It's, uh, you know, like these guys don't actually have, on average, don't have a very long career at all. So the, the most amount of money they can get, the better off everybody gets, as far as I'm concerned. So currently right now, Chicago Bears have the most salary cap space, $91 million uh, to spend uh, be up below the salary cap. So uh, expect a, a flurry of moves made by them. 
Uh, New Orleans Saints are in a load of trouble. $58 million over the cap currently they sitting. So uh, if you're a general manager, uh, be just going and cherry picking a lot of Saints out of there because they will not be able to afford many of their top guys. Uh, they're going to have to lose a huge chunk of this team. And it might be tank mode for the Saints going into this coming year. Yeah, which is amazing that they're so far over the cap because they're not good, right? Like, no. they're not good. Like, what? who are you paying for? Yeah, <laughs> interesting. A lot of interesting the bad salary moves made on this team because, yeah. yeah, they are not good at all. Good. Uh, lots of rumors that Tom Brady is talking with Sean Payton and they're trying to find a right fit together to uh, move forward and try to get uh, Tom one more Super Bowl and Sean getting back into the game. Uh, interesting. Uh, I heard the rumor of Washington is the front runner for both of them to move to. Uh, pretty crazy, but uh, it might just happen. Uh, what? Really? I, I, I assume that Brady is now like, I don't want to play in the cold anymore. So I, I always assume... Like he's, he's just going to be in Vegas or Miami. Like I, that's what I, or somewhere, somewhere hot, right? You know, like somewhere warm. And also too, I believe his kids are now in the Tampa Bay area or something like that. So I, I kind of thought that that's where he would play, like somewhere close. But I guess it's he's not married anymore. I guess it doesn't matter. Maybe it doesn't matter. No, <laughs> he's got so much money, he can fly the kids wherever. Yeah, that's, that's true. That's true. That's true. Uh, no, I've heard that rumor. Uh, I definitely heard the Raiders, definitely heard the Dolphins. Uh, but um, I think the Dolphins have shot it down. They say two is their man and they, they want to move forward with him. Uh, actually, rumors that um, the uh, Niners might be, um, you know, one of the front runners because of his ties growing up. Uh, Niners fan, uh, has family still in, the, in that Bay Area, and they're still quite unsure of their quarterback situation especially with Brock Purdy now with his UCL injury uh, that, you know, they say six months recovery, but you know, it, it might be hard to um, be able to throw the ball. Uh, great. We haven't seen Trey Lance enough to know what they've got there. Uh, maybe other teams uh, know what they've got and might be interested in him making a trade. Uh, so, you know, he could, he could land in a few spots, uh, but you know, I've heard that him and Peyton really would love to work together and, and make something happen. Well, like, okay, if, if but if he did go to the 49ers, it's not like Peyton's going to go, well, I guess Shaddy's gone. No, no, no that's no. actually not going to happen, no, right? Exactly. Yeah. So so he'd have to go there by himself. But if they want to do the package deal thing, then I guess they got to go somewhere where at least Brady and Peyton can, can, can see a possibility of getting to the promised land. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. Yeah, that'll be inter it'll be interesting to see what shakes out. A lot of moving parts. Uh, unfortunately, it looks like uh, the Chiefs, both offensive and defensive coordinators, are very highly sought after and might be out of there. Same with the Bengals, both uh, both coordinators. That's what happens to a lot of these NFL teams, and it's one of the reasons why it's very hard to keep repeating. When you lose your offensive defense coordinators, a lot of your top assistant coaches year after year when you have success, uh, it's hard to get that continuity, get the familiarity, and uh, keep winning. Uh, man, that must be so frustrating for these head coaches of these successful teams. Yeah, of course it's super frustrating. But what are you going to do? Are you going to pay them more money 
No, I guess you can't do that. <laughs> Funny. <laughs> uh, speaking of money, uh, they released also today the franchise tag numbers uh, across the NFL. So um, there will be opportunities to start signing guys uh, starting on uh, March the 7th at 4 o'clock Eastern time. Uh, franchise tag now for a quarterback is $32.5 million for the 2023 season if they can't come to a long-term contract uh, by the, fr- the the deadline. Uh, fully guaranteed $32 million salary. Uh, a lot of teams are going to do this with the quarterbacks um, because a lot of quarterbacks now are wanting 40, 50 million, even up and higher than that. I can see a lot of teams uh, deciding 32 is is a bit of a bargain for some of the top guys. Yeah, yeah, no, it's it's definitely a bargain now because I, I I'm 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 waiting to see for the the top guy out there now that all the teams are going to be fighting for, which is Mr. Lamar Jackson. Right. I am very curious to see because he's definitely going for the the bulk of his guaranteed money. Yeah. How much is he going to get for his guaranteed money? He's not going to get the Sean Watson deal, but I'm pretty sure he's aiming for something super close. Yeah, something Russell Wilson money or something in there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the other franchise tag amounts, uh, just so you know, uh, running backs, uh, $10 million, Wide receivers, about $20 million. Tight ends, $11.345. Uh, offensive linemen, $8,250,000. Uh, defensive ends, $19,730,000. Defensive tackles, eighteen, almost $19 million. Linebackers, $21 million. Cornerbacks, $18 million. Kickers, uh, safeties, uh, fourteen and a half million, and kickers and punters, five point four million dollars. So, uh, amazing, amazing numbers that we're seeing on franchise tags that uh, really just blow my mind. Uh, what we've, uh, yeah, what's uh, happening and and how much the salaries are blowing up for every position from kicker all the way up to quarterback. Yeah. It- it's actually an amazing amount of money. It's, it's an amazing amount of money. But again, as I've said before, these guys deserve that. These guys deserve that because, again, they, their their sure. careers traditionally are very, very short. Very short careers. You're right. You're right. Yeah. So, okay. So that's the NFL story. Uh, we have uh, a UFC card coming up this weekend. Uh, it was supposed to be... UFC uh, fight night from Korea, but um, Chang Sung Jun, the Korean zombie, got hurt, absolutely uh, blew out his shoulder, dislocated his entire collarbone. He he posted some uh, brutal-looking x-rays that uh, really looked nasty, and they decided that uh, their main draw wasn't in. So they uh, decided they were going to go back at a later date and put the card in Vegas. Um, so, yeah, this is USC Fight Night 218, uh, Vegas 68, ESPN Plus uh, number 76. Um, too bad it's not in Korea. Uh, pretty great. Uh, lots of Koreans on the card. A lot of Asian fighters there. There's actually 10 fighters making their UFC debut out of the 24 fighters on the, on the card as of now. 
Um, so uh, yeah, a lot of guys that uh, most people don't have much clue about, but uh, they're finally getting their opportunity to shine, and uh, it'll be interesting to see. There's been a lot of amazing UFC debuts in the past couple of years, and uh, it'll be cool to see uh, a new crop coming in from Korean. Yeah, no, it's always good to see new blood come, new blood to have a chance to come into the UFC and uh, show their talents. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm curious to see what these new guys look like, but I'm also, too, I'm excited to see uh, Derek Lewis, the Black Beast, back in the mm-hmm. octagon again, fighting and hopefully fighting healthy and managing to stay healthy for this particular time, trying to get in there. So mm-hmm. I, I hope to see him fight. And is that is that a Superboy sighting I see? Troy Do Who? Yeah. Yes. I love that guy. That guy mm-hmm. is entertaining as all get up to watch. So yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing him fight. Yeah, he's he's amazing. Super fun. Yeah, it's uh, Derek the Black Beast. Lewis against Sergey Spivak uh, from Moldova. Uh, Lewis and him were originally supposed to fight uh, the headline fight of USC uh, fight night November 20, uh, 2022. Uh, Lewis got some kind of illness. It wasn't COVID. It wasn't a weight cut issue. Some kind of illness that uh, we never really heard the re- uh, reason why, but he was sick, had to be pulled. Um, so they decided uh, they would reschedule for this weekend. Um, Lewis is coming off two losses in a row and lo- losses in three of his last four fights. Uh, so he's definitely hungry and needs to get a big win. Um, he lost his last fight against Sergey Pavlovich, USC 277 in July uh, by KO. And that one only lasted 55 seconds. Um, he also got knocked out by Tai Tuivasa in the second round of USC 271 in his hometown of Houston in February. Uh, his last victory was a knockout of Chris Dawkins in December of 2021. Um, that night, he set the knockout record for the most KOs in the USC history at 13. And um, yeah, he seemed to be on a on a great rise then when he got that knockout. He's been knocked out twice in a row, so he really needs to get this victory. I think we'll see uh, one of the best uh, Derek Lewis we've ever seen. He has slimmed down like I've never seen, and I never thought I would see. Uh, I've never seen him in as good a shape, and uh, he's finally got on a really good uh, diet regimen and working out. Uh, You won't even recognize him, I I think, Jason, most of your viewers and listeners. You'll be super shocked at his transformation. Yeah, no, I I saw it, I saw it, and I I didn't. At first, I didn't think it was him. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. So I was just like, "Who's that? Who is that?" And then I'm like, "Oh my goodness, is that is that Derek Lewis?" Yeah. It is shocking. It is yeah. it is absolutely shocking. But I I think this is for the best for him. I think this is going to be like the best version of him, like where he's not going to be gas. He's not gonna he's he's gonna have his gas tank full. You know what I mean, and and I and I think he's going to be faster too. I think this is going to be the best version of Derek Lewis we're going to see. Yeah, I fully agree, um, definitely as well. Yeah, uh, Spivak has uh, lost two. Um, has l- lost two of his last. Uh, oh no, lost his last fight, um, but has won five of his last six. Uh, he has six wins, three losses in his uh, USC career. 
He beat Augusta Sakai by the uh, second round KO in August of 2022, one of his last fights. Um, the uh, co-main event uh, seems to be a uh, a Korean that they really want to win against Devin Clark, who has really struggled recently as well. I, I think the this was uh, matchmakers uh, for the Korean fans and get another uh, guy up in the co-main event that can get a win. Um, Devin Clark's coming off a loss, uh, another KO loss, lost three of his last four. He's only seven and seven in his UFC career and really at a crossroads. Um, doesn't If he doesn't win this one, uh, he could be in jeopardy of losing his UFC contract. And um, so... We might see uh, rejuvenated Devin Clark, but uh, I fully expect uh, Jang Don Un to uh, get a victory in this one. Yeah, yeah, like I, I think they're they're literally feeding Jung Da Un uh, Devin Clark, yeah. like they're just feeding it to him. So uh, unless Devin Clark has uh, a stellar camp and he comes up with something different that this guy's not expecting, I expect Jung Da Un to uh, to win in this fight. Yeah. And remember, uh, this is a late card because uh, it was supposed to be in Korea. They're going to uh, pander to the Korean crowd. Uh, 7 o'clock p.m. Uh, local time here, uh, 10 o'clock Eastern time. Uh, the prelims start uh, 10 o'clock, um, 10 o'clock our time, 1 o'clock uh, Eastern time. The main card starts. So... Uh, this could be one of the lowest viewed UFCs in uh, North America. Uh, not a lot of people are going to start watching the main card at 1 a.m. in the morning unless they're quite dedicated fans. Uh, hopefully uh, locally here it'll be televised. Um, but uh, yeah, a, a tough one. It's going to be hard to be up that late uh, watching this card. Yeah, it's, it's going to be super, super hard, super tough. Um, and a lot of people aren't going to do it, but I know two people that are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll be there. We'll be watching for sure. Yeah, so, yeah, but, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward. As I said, I love watching UFC debuts, uh, seeing somebody that I've never really seen before, uh, maybe a couple of fights on the regional circuit here and there. But, um, yeah, 10, 10 people having their opportunity Hopefully everybody stays healthy. We don't see any cancel fights, and um, yeah, it'll be uh, yeah, it'll be fun to watch. I'm sure. No, no, it's it's gonna be great. It's gonna be great to watch, and it's gonna be great to see some of these new fighters step into the octagon and show us what they got. Uh, we're a little more than a week away for the UFC 284. Uh, it's going to be uh, a fight for a champ, champ. Alexander Volkanovsky going up in weight to face uh, Islam Makachev, the champ of the lightweight division. Volkanovsky right now currently is the pound-for-pound pound, uh, champion in the UFC, and uh, he's biting off a much bigger man. Uh, this could be challenging, but uh, uh, what do you think we're going to see in uh, in the main event of UFC 284? I think we're going to see these guys fight at every different level in the octagon. I think you're going to see them grapple. I think you're going to see them stand up. I think it's going to it's going to be a whirling dervish of action. I honestly do. 
And also, too, I don't think Volkanovski is going to be put at a super disadvantage in the weight category against Makachev. I, I don't think I don't foresee that being a problem for Volkanovski. Uh, yeah, I'm super excited. I'm very much looking forward to this fight. And, you know, styles make fights. And these two style, these two guys' styles are very different from one another. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. Yeah, this card is really stacked. Uh, I, I, I'm excited about so many fights on on this UFC 284 card. Uh, I love Yair Rodriguez, Josh Emmett. That'll be a great battle. Randy Brown is coming back. Uh, we've got Jimmy Crute and Alonzo Menafield. Uh, what a banger to start off the main card. Um, lots of uh, yeah, lots of fights to really get excited about. Uh, really disappointed that uh, Robert Whitaker and Paulo Costa uh, fell off this one, but. Um, Hopefully they'll be able to uh, get one of these guys, another opponent and uh, get an opportunity to fight. But um, yeah, this is going to be a hell of a, hell of a, hell of a night. No, it's going to be great, 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 uh, great night of fights uh, for sure. And yes, definitely looking forward to the Jack Della Maddalena fight with uh, Randy Rudeboy Brown. I'm, I'm looking forward to that. They're not going to be a barn burner. It's going to be great. Yeah. So yeah okay well that's the usc story uh there's a couple of uh small notes that i want to mention uh johnny walker posted something on twitter today uh he gained 43 pounds in one week he posted a picture of himself at 248 pounds one week after weighing in at 205 for his fight against paul craig uh, he gained 43 pounds. Uh, I don't see this guy being able to fight at light heavyweight very much longer. Six foot six, incredibly lanky. But um, I, I was shocked that he could put on that much weight in a week. How is that even healthy? If you really think about that, that's like, yeah, that that's it's freakish. First mm-hmm. off, and I don't know if he was doing that. Was he trying to do that? Because like, like, there's a lot of question marks there, but. I think I believe you're right. Him staying at light heavyweight with him being able to put on that much weight that quickly, as might not be a thing for that much longer. No, it might not be. Yeah. Uh, there was a uh, an announcement today, a teaser of a major announcement. Logan Paul teased a major announcement Tuesday, uh, tagged Dana White in the uh, process. Uh, he said, there's a major announcement to, uh, mention me and the UFC. Uh, it's most likely a sponsorship deal between the UFC and his, um, drink. It's called prime energy. Um, but, uh, there was other speculation today that he might join the power slap league. Uh, also maybe he's actually finally going to, sign with the UFC he's been calling out major 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 guys Patty Pimblett's big time uh somebody he's called out um I'm not sure what's going to happen but uh stay tuned we'll put some post it on the website and let you know what the major announcement is yeah I, I don't know if the major announcement is him joining the joining the UFC I like because I I kind of see I would hope that he's better than CM Punk that's what that's what I'm looking at right now. I'm like, I, I hope he's better than that guy because, well, he CM Punk tried it, got paid a ton of money, and didn't deserve any of it. Right? No. So, 
I, I hope it's not that. Do you know what? Do you know what Logan Paul's boxing record is? Uh, so you're saying that he's actually boxed real people, like like, like having uh, well, like, like boxed, amateur record or he boxed Floyd Mayweather, and yes. they, that was a draw. But, but that was an exhibition, though. That wasn't right. a real, yeah. So he's I'm had, gonna say he's had one. He's had one professional boxing fight against KSI, and he lost. So. Oh. Um, zero, really one, and one. Uh, you know, UFC is not going to sign a guy that's zero, one, and one. Why? You know, even if he brings a lot of eyeballs to the sport, uh, you you gotta you gotta have a few victories, especially MMA. You know, uh, not even a he's got a zero, one, and one record in boxing against, uh, you know, what whoever's. Uh, yeah, yeah so. When I heard uh, speculation that he might be signing with UFC, I'm like, no, this is no. too soon. Uh, no. Maybe in a year or two, you know, when he's got some legitimate victories under his belt. But um, yeah, I think uh, that was w- weird speculation from some for people to think that yes, he's going to sign this guy already. No, it's it's too soon. No, and also too that that's why I made the comparison between him and CM Punk because that's what it is, yeah. and. That's a guy that should never have gone into the octagon, never been signed by the UFC. Yeah. All of those things should never have happened, but it yeah. did. And so now I, I would hope that Dana White would have learned from that and said, yes, he brought eyeballs, but he he was garbage. So, yeah, let's not do that again. <laughs> exactly. I hope so, too. Uh, Tyrone Woodley said he's going to be fighting on Jorge Masvidal's, um, in Jorge Masvidal's promotion. Uh, pretty soon, he's going to take a kickboxing fight. Oh, that'll be his next foray into co- some combat new sport that he hasn't tried out. Uh, Masvidal said he's got a major announcement to make in a week from today about uh, some of the people that he has on his next fight card promotion. So uh, I guess a week from today, I'll be able to make some announcement. We'll see. Um, he has been able to get some decent fighters in his promotion so far. Uh, but he said, look out, major announcement coming. So keep our fingers crossed that it's somebody that we love and we can actually respect, and uh, it'll be a legitimate fight. Yeah, yeah, hopefully. Hopefully it's somebody that uh, is, it's it's going to draw eyeballs. I don't think it's going to be Francis Ngannou, but it should be somebody good. It should be somebody yeah. good. Yeah, exactly. Uh, okay, NBA, let's switch to the NBA quick. Uh, players of the week this past week. Giannis Antetokounmpo for the East. I don't know why I couldn't pronounce it very well there. Uh, 4-0 and uh, with his team. 38.3 points per game, 12.8 rebounds, and 4.5 assists uh, for a stellar week for Giannis. Uh, that 50-piece that yeah. he uh, threw down the other night. I loved when he had 47. He, he uh, dribbles over half court. Uh, between half court and the three point line, he decides to launch a Steph Curry three pointer and sinks it for his 50. That was pretty cool because Giannis has never been known for a big three point guy, but uh, that that really punctuated a, a fantastic week for him. Well, yeah, because he, 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 he this is Giannis pulling up like Steph saying, Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hit the, I'm gonna hit it from the logo. That's what I'm gonna do today, right? And and then he hit it. He did it. He yeah. did it. So that was pretty impressive. It was pretty impressive. 
yeah it was pretty awesome yeah uh not to be outdone much by uh Giannis uh Damian Lillard had a great week uh his team was two and one uh he had 42.3 points per game uh 7.7 assists and his field goal percentage is over 63 percent uh really doing well there uh still stuck in Portland sort of uh you know such an outpost there but um yeah still um lighten it up as usual dame time yeah dame time and i i think a couple games back too had 60 points and if i remember correctly went 21 of 29 from the field yeah yeah i texted you said one of the most efficient 60 point nights uh, in the history of the league and i couldn't believe uh you know he was so 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 efficient that night uh barely got to the free throw line maybe 10 times uh, if that yeah. for 60 point night uh, incredible, incredible night. Incredible night. Incredible night. Oh, and then also, too, I got I to gotta mention this game. The the Lakers-Celtics game. The Lakers oh, versus Celtics yeah. game. All yeah. right? That was awesome. Yeah. The, it was awesome, but the refs blew, <laughs> blew the call. Yeah. Blew. Yeah, and, they definitely whacked LeBron there. Like, come on. Yeah, he, he, he got hit. Yeah, the, that was pretty brutal. That the they 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 said we screwed up after the game, but I can't believe they didn't make the call right uh, before that game ended. That was brutal. No, no, that was it was so brutal because Jason Tatum comes over the top, clearly fouls LeBron, which is what impedes him from scoring the basketball. It literally impedes him from scoring the basketball. Now, if I'm LeBron, yeah, he has every right to freak out. Because that's the game. Yeah. That's the game. It cost him the game right there. I did love how Patrick Beverly took it a step forward. He got a T for it. But I still loved it. Where he took, took, took the camera. camera and said, look at the tape. Look at it. He's throwing it to the refs. I think he showed it to every ref. Luckily, you can only get one T when you do that. But he, he <laughs> teed up like three times there. But yes. Yeah. That made me laugh so much. Yeah, he's yeah, I love the camera. Laugh. Hey, look, look, you can see it. You can see it. Oh. Uh, right away. T. Oh, uh, you know, that yeah. started overtime with the technical right away. But yeah, that was tough, man. Uh, that was pretty bizarre. Uh, LeBron, I don't know if he got fined for it, but he definitely was complaining after about how badly uh, he doesn't get the calls that he should just because of his pure size. And uh, they 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 think that um, that body contact is is fine for him uh, compared to you know everybody else in the league. Yeah, and there's also there is uh, this is a, I don't know if it's conspiracy theory stuff, but there was one particular ref that was coaching uh, or refereeing that game with the Celtics. Apparently, whenever that guy refs a Celtics game, the record for the Celtics is actually it is so unbelievable that now you're thinking. Uh, that that's that, that seems a little suspicious. I think it's like thirty-two and three. Whoa. Whenever this particular ref refs a Celtics game, wow, that's 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 not right. Well, <laughs> I'm just gonna say that right now. That that's, yeah. That well, Celtics Celtics are the best team in the NBA. Uh, still st- top of the standings, thirty-six and fifteen this year. Um, you know, mm-hmm. so most games that you're gonna be a ref at, you know, Celtics are gonna win. But yeah. Uh, yeah, that's a little suspicious when it's that blatantly uh, one-sided like that. So maybe the NBA will be smart and yeah, give him some uh, different teams to referee, so they can't. Uh, you know, people, the conspiracy theorists 
can't jump on and say, uh, you know, there's some serious bias going on. Yeah, yeah, that that's probably a good idea. Or or just maybe stay away from LeBron and the Lakers like altogether because it's like, well, I'm not going to call that. Yeah. I'm not call that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no kidding. Yeah. Did you see uh, some of the rivalry games that I talked about uh, last week? Uh, that Lakers-Celtics game was one of those. Uh, yeah. Did you get a chance to see the uh, Nuggets-Sixers game, the battle between Embiid and Jokic? That was pretty fun to watch. I, I missed that. I missed that. That was the one game I did want to see, but I, I unfortunately I missed that game. I, I, I missed that. Yeah. There was a hell of a lot of great uh, rivalries. I uh, hope they actually uh, bring it back every year. Hopefully they actually do it maybe a, a couple times a year because um, that sure. that was one of the most entertaining regular season weeks that I can remember in a really long time. Yeah, it, it and it drew attention, and <laughs> some of it was negative because you know refs screwed up, but at the same time. It it uh, it was something that was needed. Like I think it was like a spark for the league. And I hopefully, as you've just mentioned, that they continue doing this because I think it was excellent for the fans. Yeah. Um. So there was a big trade. We mentioned it last week. Rui Hachimura was traded. Uh, Kendrick Nunn. Uh, have you seen that the Wizards are on a heater now? They've won six in a row. Uh, they are <laughs> absolutely kicking butt uh, ever since that move. And the Lakers are, you know, sort of wallowing back down. Uh, Lakers sit in 13th place in the Western Conference, uh, four and six in the last 10. Um, I told you, I said, look out. Uh, as soon as this move's made, most of these Lakers, once they get away from L.A., suddenly they're lighting it up. And and uh, Kendrick Nunn and the Wizards are on the, the best winning streak right now in the NBA. Is it a surprise? No, it is not. No, it's not because it's it's it, it's it's so odd how once once the Lakers say, okay, well, we tried you guys, you're not very good, and then all of a sudden, no, no, actually, they're still pretty good. They're they're actually really good. Like yeah. you remember, Malik Monk used to be on that team, right? Yeah. Now he's on Sacramento Kings. He's lighting it up. Like it's just it's amazing what it does for these players. It's like mm-hmm. if I go to the Lakers, all of a sudden I'm not utilized well, but then once they trade me. I'm awesome. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm awesome. Yeah, I know. I, I, I want to put a, a, a screen together and just have it rolling and show all the guys that left the Lakers in the past four or five seasons and uh, that are just lighting it up other places. Uh, Brandon, Brandon Ingram is the one that just keeps jumping up for me. I'll just, I can't believe they would ever have given up on him. Yeah. Like Brandon Ingram, Ingram, there was Jordan Clarkson for the Utah jazz. There's Ju- Julius Randall for the Knicks. Like, it, it, it actually goes on and on. Yeah. Well, they, like, they would have an all-star team if they would have been able to keep most of these guys. Holy crap. Yeah, but luckily LeBron said, no, you guys got to go. I don't I don't want you here. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, LeBron's uh, 117 points away from passing Kareem Abdul-Jabbar for the most points in history. He's going to break it tomorrow night. Guaranteed. <laughs> They're just going to pass him the ball. He's going to get 50, 60 shots up, and uh, he's going to break it in in one night. Uh, 118 points is my call, guaranteed. (laughs) You know what? If if it was Kobe, you'd probably be like, nobody else takes shots tonight. (laughs) I can see that. I can see Kobe doing that. But, yeah, I'm going to give LeBron, I guess, you know, like four games. I'm doing four games for sure, if not three, if he really wants to push it. But I think four games he's going to get Oh yeah, he's he's been just 
so great and awesome and um yeah we're going into all-star week it's in uh utah coming up so um yeah always fun great game great uh festivities around the all-star uh they're gonna announce this thursday the reserves and the rest of the the people that have made it so um that'll be fun and then they're going to um do a old school picking the teams um i think they're gonna line them up and on the sidelines and they're gonna just each captain's gonna start picking to the guys i think that's what i've, I've heard the rumors of so uh that's gonna be cool and old school your shirts your skins get over here you're on my team uh it's gonna be hilarious uh i i did kind of enjoy the way they did it the last couple seasons on zoom but uh this might be even more fun uh, having them lined up on the sidelines and picking them uh, to to start right then and there. You know, it's going to be great. Who gets picked last? <laughs> yeah, because then that that that's going to be that guy's going to have to live that down for a long, <laughs> long time. Yeah, Mister <laughs> Mister Irrelevant, uh, but <laughs> still an all star. Yes, exactly. It's just like oh, so I, I got picked last. I guess I'm the I'm the worst one out of all of you all stars. <laughs> <laughs> well, I loved it. I loved it when KD decided not to pick Harden and made Harden <laughs> the last pick. He didn't pick his own teammate, and LeBron was like laughing. He was trying to hold the paper in front of his mouth because he was laughing so hard. I can't believe he's not picking Harden. Holy cow! And KD's straight face trying to say, "Oh yeah, we need some defense here. I think we're gonna pick something else." <laughs> That was a that was a classic moment that uh, won't won't happen when they do it on the sideline like this. But uh, it'll be interesting, new new wrinkle to it. No, it'll be it'll be great. Uh, you know, these wrinkles are always good. It's always fan friendly. It's uh, it's entertaining. Yeah. Okay, man. Well, uh, that was awesome. Uh, fun as always. Uh, we have a Super Bowl to uh, preview next week. A oh. UFC to break down from uh, Korea, Vegas. And, uh, yeah, I'm always uh, lots of NBA talk to have. I uh, hope you have a great week. I'm glad it's slow for you. It's going to be super busy for me. Tons, tons, tons to go. But, man, today just flew by. I loved it. Uh, one of the fastest days I've had in months. And and uh, I think this week's going to fly by. We're only a couple weeks left. Uh, this is right down to the nitty-gritty. And, um, yeah, it's kind of kind of great when you know the end is near. You're really looking forward to that time off, and um, we're we're all just counting down the days. Yeah, exactly. And I, I we will be there soon. Not just quite yet, but we're 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 getting to that point. Nice. But uh, I I totally understand where you're at, and uh, hopefully the rest of your team can survive the rest of this week after working the entire weekend. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, what do you think of the new uh, Complete Sports Media shirts? I got a few behind me. I got one on right now. Uh, we've nope. got some for sale on the website. And, um, yeah, I'll get you one soon uh, so you can rock it around. Uh, I'll get you a few, actually. And, uh, yeah, this is uh, there's Complete Sports Media, the Complete Media Network, a few uh, shirts that uh, we just recently put together. Yeah, it looks fantastic. Uh, the, the, the emblem signage looks great. Cool, cool. I'm glad you like it. All right, man. Well, enjoy the rest of your Monday night. And, uh, yeah, keep in touch through the week. Uh, look forward to doing this one week from tonight. Yeah, I look forward to it as well, my friend. You have yourself a great evening. Okay, thanks, buddy. Cheers. Bye for now. Okay. Thanks, everybody. Wow. We reached another uh, end of the episode. Great time, as always. Uh, man, that was a lot of fun. A lot of great things to cover. 
Um, I really thank and appreciate your support. And I th- want to thank our partners and sponsors. Uh, Verbero, the hockey equipment and apparel company, industry leader in technology, performance and value. And the V350 stick is a must-have for any hockey player in your midst. Uh, I want to thank Anchor, anchor anchor.fm, the easiest place to make a podcast. Absolutely amazing on uh, posting on multiple podcast platforms for you. Uh, Just go to anchor.fm and follow the instructions and you will be very happy you did. I want to thank Pampas and Possibilities, uh, really amazing designers of West Coast Pretty Things for your home. Spruce up your home, make it look fantastic. And last but not least, Forever Living, uh, the Aloe Vera Company for Health and Beauty Products. Uh, We always appreciate all your support. Thanks so much. And uh, you, the listeners and the viewers, I love you. And enjoy this week ahead. Take care. Uh, The weather's starting to look great. Um, Love when it's sunny all day, even though it's a little chilly. Uh, it's fantastic to see the sun out all day long. No clouds, no rain. We don't need any of that. So uh, take care of yourself. We will talk to you soon. Uh, yeah, I can't wait. We're going to be doing tons of podcasts in a couple of weeks. So uh, keep your eyes and ears peeled. And uh, yeah, take care of yourself. Bye for now. <laughs>